Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Hi, this is Malayan Verveer. And this is Kim Azzarelli. We are co-authors of the book, Fast Forward, How Women Can Achieve Power and Purpose. And you're listening to Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose. Brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Andrea Jung is the president and CEO of Grameen America, a micro-lending organization dedicated to helping women in poverty build businesses. Prior to Grameen, Andrea served as the first woman CEO of Avon Products. She was also the first woman to be appointed to the board of directors of Apple and sits on the boards of Unilever and Wayfair. I first met Andrea when she was the CEO of Avon and I worked as a young lawyer there. I spoke with Andrea at Seneca Women's Forum at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and we talked about the power of women's networks, the opportunity we have right now to alleviate poverty, and the good news about women's rise to leadership. Enjoy our conversation and stick around after the discussion for our top takeaways. In the past few years, Andrea Jung decided to shift gears and really do something that I think is changing the world, which has become the CEO of Grameen America. So, Andrea, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Hi, everybody. It's wonderful to be here. So let me bring us back to our Avon days. And you should just know that the first time I ever saw Andrea, I called the other people in my office and I was like, I've just seen Andrea Jung. She just walked by my door in the office. So this was like a major setting. So for me to be on the stage with her is a real privilege. So Andrea, as a CEO of Avon, you've really led one of the largest women's networks in the world. And, and I don't know if everyone in this audience understands the model, but maybe you could talk a little bit about the model we so love of Avon. Absolutely. Sure, Kim. You know, it's, uh, it's been an incredible opportunity for me in my life to be involved with two 
organizations, two social networks, if you would, Avon and Grameen, and they actually are extremely similar in, in some dimensions. But just going back to Avon, Avon was started in 1886. Um, this was 34 years before women could vote. And it was started by a very prescient a man who was an encyclopedia salesman. And he would go door to door with encyclopedias. And one year, someone gave him some vials of perfume and said, why don't you just see if the women want a gift with purchase of perfume when they buy the encyclopedias? <laughs> and he found out two things. When he went knocking door to door, they said, number one, we really don't want the books. Can we just get the perfume? <laughs> and number two, they said, and could we possibly sell it? And that began something way ahead of its time. Uh, heretical, if you would, in those days, women weren't working out of their own homes. But when people think of Avon as skincare and lipstick, uh, we used to think about it as selling the beginnings of economic opportunity for women, again, before they could even vote in the United States of America. And that took on, if you would, a movement uh, that became millions of Avon ladies strong around the world. Um, but the concept of a network of women which can be small or it can be large, is really one of the most powerful things I've had the opportunity to see. I'll never forget one time, it was in 2011, that I was with 5,000 Avon representatives in Istanbul, Turkey. And one of the women got up on the stage, one of the Avon representatives, who told the story to 5,000 of her peers. Um, again, she was forbidden for religious reasons by her husband to work. She actually didn't obey him, and when he would go off, she started to sell Avon. They, there was a very, very bad earthquake in the village where she lived. They lost their home, they lost all their belongings, but she kept at it. She became the number one Avon representative in the country. Through her income, they were able to rebuild their lives and their home, and she proudly stood on stage with 5,000 other women and said, I am the only woman in my town whose husband comes home to cook dinner for me. <laughs> and there were 5,000 women on their feet, and it was the power not just of a network, but a movement. And that, that really was and is the power of women's networks and opportunities for women to be not only self-sufficient, but to have the confidence and really break through. Amazing. I mean, Avon is really something special. And then what's amazing to me, really, is I remember also when we first learned about uh, Muhammad Yunus and the Nobel Peace Prize, I remember you saying, you realize that Avon is the oldest micro-lender in the world, right? And that was sort of a really interesting concept to think that Avon and Grameen uh, had this incredible parallel life and mission. And yet here we are now, I don't know how many years later, and now you're the CEO of Grameen America. Tell us about that transition and how you're finding running another incredible network of women. Well, first of all, um, I, I had the opportunity to be inspired by Muhammad Yunus, and you're going to have that amazing privilege this afternoon. But it was back right after he and the Grameen Bank won the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, and at that time, I was working at Avon, but I remember thinking that while we weren't in microfinance, and he certainly has been the visionary for and the father of microfinance in not just Bangladesh, but around the entire world. But in a sense, we were lending um, uh, you know, our first orders. We, we, they were on credit to women. They didn't have to put any collateral down, and that's how we started all of our low-income Avon representatives. So there was a similarity, if you would, in the model. Uh, so then in 2013, I had the chance to sit 
with Professor Yunus. And first of all, who can say no to him? <laughs> but second of all, I was really, really deeply passionate, not only about women's economic empowerment, but the issues that are facing us in the United States. Um, and there were just some daunting facts that still are actually dizzying and take my breath away. Uh, one is that you know, there are 43 million people living in poverty in the United States, and women are disproportionately disadvantaged. Uh, as you heard, one out of three uh, women is living in poverty and really needing opportunity for access to capital, but that remains elusive. Here in the United States, if it was difficult to get a loan before 2008 and the huge global crisis, financial crisis, if you were a woman in a minority trying to get a loan, it was difficult enough, and after 2008, it became almost impossible. So to have a program that actually started in 2008 when all logic would say, why would you start a lending program with no collateral in the United States of America in 2008? Uh, and from a test, if you would, a pilot in Jackson Heights, just one subway stop away, you know, just a waters away from the, you know, Wall Street turmoil, began an opportunity to believe that when this target needed lending the most, we would be there. And that's always been the Grameen philosophy. And so from 500 members, I guess that first year in Queens, and I think we had given out about a million dollars of loan capital in that first year, uh, to this, this year marks the beginning of our, our 10th year. And in our 10th year, we will have given out $1 billion of loan capital. To, uh, $1 billion to over 100,000 women and their families. So, you know, over 400,000 American lives have been impacted. In just 10 years. In just 10 years. And the power, obviously, is social capital. Uh, Grameen is all about networks. Uh, we give women in groups of five loans. Uh, my loan is different than your loan. You may run a flower shop and I may run a small restaurant, but we get together. Our group is very important. We get together in centers every single week where there are 25 to 30 other entrepreneurs. And the peer mentorship, and the peer training, and um, the culture of discipline and responsibility that is part of the program has been an alchemy and a magic. Uh, our repayment rate is over 99%. So we have lent, we've done 400,000 loans. One billion dollars has been paid back at over 99% because of the loyalty, the gratitude, and the discipline that's been taught city after city. So today we're in 12 markets. Uh, we've had extraordinary supporters who uh, are helping us accelerate into Miami, into Houston, uh, obviously, because we think the best way for communities to get back on their feet, obviously, the extraordinary relief uh, and funds going for immediate relief are important, but on a sustainable basis, there's no better way to help the community than helping you know, small businesses get back up on their feet. So Grameen America will be there. And um, I've seen the power, again, of now 100,000 women. And it's not just a network, it's a movement. It's no different. So, so you're talking about uh, women entrepreneurs and the power for them to drive the economy. I'm going to take you back to big corporate for a minute because um, while we see that women are starting businesses at five times the national average, we see this incredible movement, as you say, of women entrepreneurs. We still see that there's a glass ceiling, or as I like to uh, refer to it, the thick layer of men that is kind of, <laughs> that is kind of um, still present, still very present. So you've, you've been in those, uh, in those rooms, and you've, you've been at the top of corporate America, and you were one of the first, really, to break through. 
So, so tell us, what, what's going on in the C-suite and what lessons do we have for women in the C-suite? How can we get more women in there? Well, first of all, you know, you've, you've said that I've broken through on a lot of firsts. And I just have this philosophy that I hope all of you, because there's probably so many people in this room who have been the first. I mean, you can be the first, but better not be the last, right? <laughs> there's, there's no way that we can be the last. And that, that takes a lot of work. Um, that takes a huge amount of responsibility, and it is a privilege, obviously, to be the first woman in a boardroom or at Avon. There had been uh, eight CEOs prior to myself, you know, in a very, very woman-oriented category and business, but all eight were men before myself, and this was not unusual to the cosmetics industry. Um, people used to say, well, that's cosmetics. How about financial services? And even in cosmetics and even at Avon, <laughs> Remember. Uh, it took till the ninth CEO. Uh, I think it's a different time. Um, you know, it was 0% when I became the CEO in 1999. And because three people out of 500 rounded down to zero, that was the math. It's 6% today of Fortune 500 companies, and women are, are breaking through. But, you know, Kim, I, I'm an optimist. I think when you look at the level below the C-suite or the CEO jobs, the number of women who are in positions that could rise easily tomorrow into CEO positions is so vastly different than the era I grew up in. When I was, you know, breaking through, women had maybe the HR job, maybe the PR job. Then weren't CFOs and heads of the operations running the P&Ls. That's very, very different today. So I think that the, the women in the layer ready, uh, right underneath in the C-suite, ready to become CEOs is, is vastly different. So that makes me an optimist. Um, I think that there is no question that, I mean, the data is there, but also the business case has to be there. And um, I'm, I'll just use an example. I'm on the board of Mercedes, Daimler Mercedes-Benz, and here is obviously a, a very, very male-dominated industry, obviously, for decades and decades, not just Daimler, but all, all car companies. Um, and yet when you look at who are making the purchasing decisions of passenger cars. I think it's 85% of the purchasing decisions for passenger cars are made by women. The model, the color. Um, and so when you think about that, then, you know, it shouldn't be an uneven representation, but it needs to be an even representation of men and women in the suite, in the boardroom, you know, um, because it, it makes sense. And that's true of every single industry in one as crazy um, to think of, but you, who would have thought if you had said to me, well, a, a woman will head General Motors. When I became the CEO of Avon, I would have said, that's going to take a long time, but look at Mary Barra. If you had said to me, well, two of the four, you know, top accounting firms are going to be run by women, even when I was a CEO, I would have said, that's probably not likely, and here we are. So I think we have to take a moment to pause on some of the progress. I've certainly seen it over my decades, um, but I guess to the point of everything that you all believe in at Seneca, fast forward, we've got to fast forward this and uh, shatter. I think it's, it's that moment, though. I, I do believe we're in an inflection point. I think the next five to ten years is going to look a lot different. It is incumbent not just on women leaders, but the men and women at every level to make sure that um, there's equal pay that there are an equal number of candidates. A man may get the job, in my mind, but it should be that in the candidate pool, there were an equal number of women and men, and the best person should get the, the assignment. So I think there are small and large things that have to happen, but 
I am an optimist and hope that the next five years look vastly different than the last 15. Well, obviously, we're so lucky to have Andrea here tonight. And for everything that you've done, we want to thank you, as always, because uh, what you're doing and what you've done in the past, but what you're doing with Grameen, it's really changing lives. Stay tuned for our takeaways after this break. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot iHeart. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Andrea Jung, CEO of Grameen America. If you're interested in learning more about Grameen America, go to GrameenAmerica.org. My top takeaways? First, we have the ability to solve the income crisis in this country by empowering women. As of today, approximately 38 million people live in poverty. But Grameen America shows us that small loans and a network of support can allow women entrepreneurs to lift their families and their communities. Second, women are a great investment. In a little over 10 years, Grameen America has given out over $1.4 billion in loans to 120,000 women entrepreneurs. 
and 99% of those loans have been paid back. Third, when it comes to women's leadership, there's a reason to be optimistic. While there's still a lot of work to be done to get more women into CEO positions, there's an incredible number of women in the C-suite ready to take that top job. You're listening to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner P&G. Listen to Seneca Women conversations on power and purpose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please support this podcast by telling your friends, subscribing, and rating us. For more information on Seneca Women, follow us on social media, visit our website, SenecaWomen.com, and check out the Seneca Women app, free in the App Store. Have a great day.